What's going on, everybody? What's going on? This is Darian Jones, CEO and founder of Honor Kings and Sons TV, and I'm excited to be here for another time with my audience, with my followers. Thank you so much for being part of this journey, and uh, I just want to be able to uh, continue to communicate on this platform to all my listeners that Honor Kings and Sons TV um, is just about passing down a legacy to the next generation so everything that i post all of my content everything that i talk about it's about building that conversation to the generation of the of today and being able to impart some wisdom being able to uh, connect with them and to provide all the wisdom resources the wealth knowledge that uh i um have accumulated those who have poured into me giving that all of that to them you know, and being able to bring people on uh, from all different walks of life, you know, bring people on uh, this podcast who, you know, they didn't have uh, that good, you know, hand dealt to them. You know, they've had to live life um, with lacking resources and, and lacking support and how, you know, life has turned out for them. Some people, life turns out good, you know, because of their resilience, because of their made up mind. Some people, life didn't turn out so good because of, uh, you know, many different factors. I want to be able to have them come on my platform and uh, talk about, you know, those experiences and what it's turned them into um, and what they've become and how they've been able to manage life day to day and how I can help them uh, begin a journey, you know, or even begin a new thought process to thinking about the future, thinking about uh, somebody uh, that they have in their life that they want to pour into uh, so that they can see them become successful. That's my goal here at Honor Kings and Sons. And, uh, you know, my plan is to have this brand be a household name in two years. Uh, I'm giving myself that, that in two years, uh, this will be a household brand. I, I, if I If I could read to you the amount of tasks and a list of things that I told myself I would get done in two years, you will think I am insane, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm working on being more organized every single day. I'm not going to say I'm not organized because I'm very organized, but um, I can always get better every single day. And I'm bringing in people slowly but surely to help me pull this off, because um, you know there's never been a man, there's never been a man that has solely achieved everything. Um, by himself. So I'm not going to pretend like I am exempt from help. I know I need it and I'm building up a team to make that happen. So, you know, um, let's just get into it. Uh, for those of you who don't, um, you know, don't know, uh, because of your, you know, your walk of life or, or where you are and, and how life is for you. Um, uh, it was the first day back of school for a lot of kids, um, in North America, uh, first day back today, and this is the late night special, um, it's, uh, it's 10.39, so, um, you know, the day has ended, it was the first day back for a lot of kids, uh, for those who don't know, I'm located in Homestead, Florida, uh, of the United States of America, so, you know, um, it was the first day back, and myself and many other people, it was like, back to school on a Thursday, that has never happened, ever, 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 uh, it would have to have been, you know, a hurricane, because Florida is a, is a, is a, a tropical state, we experience a lot of weather changes, hurricane, all types of stuff, so, unless it's like a hurricane or something, like, what, who, what, back to school on a Thursday, and my wife and I were laughing about it this morning, that, um, you know, like, we're, we're happy, you know, um, for back to school because, man, our little one, like, like, man, we felt bad. She was cooped up in the house. She was just waiting to go to school, waiting. We tried everything, every activity you can think of, but she just was, she was, all she wanted was school. That's all she wanted was to go back to school. So today was her first day back. She did an awesome time. Um, she had an awesome time, and it's funny because um, I tried to get up this morning. I'm like, yes, finally, because, you know, let me tell you something. Being a content creator, 
Uh, it's not easy, man. It's not easy, especially when you're starting up. You're disciplining yourself, building your schedule, doing your best to rehearse, you know, doing the business side, the scheduling, posting, uh, just so many things go into it. And so um, when you have certain things that, that alter that, uh, it may be something that hinders it, but in my case, it was something that was altering, um, affecting, I guess you would say, how I was trying to be consistent with my posting. Uh, I was trying to get, I got up early. I got my, my. Uh, it was a miscommunication between my wife and I. So um, I got my daughter ready super early. And I only did that because I thought that she had to be to school um, early so that it would free me up before I had some things to do in the afternoon to record. So it was confusion because I didn't have to have her up so early. So I actually could record it early, then woke her up, and then took her to school. So, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, uh, she had a great time. And uh, she's decided to go back to school tomorrow. I decided, you know what? Um, uh, you know, me, I have a long list of things uh, to talk about. Um, I have a long list of things to talk about. I'm constantly in the news. I'm constantly on social media. I'm constantly talking to people on the street. Um, so I have tons of topics. But I say, you know what? Because this school year... Um, and this and ending off the year in particular, I really wanted to just be closer to the young people of the community as a former educator, um, as a community influencer, a stakeholder in my city, as somebody who I've, you know, my face is everywhere. I've, I've, I've tried to make sure I'm at every big event in my city. I'm, I'm always trying to connect with pe new people working in the city, coming into the city. So um, I I felt like, and I was I was pulled and compelled to um, to uh, really get myself involved uh, with the young people uh, again in my city, but through a different way. I was an educator from I was I was an educator from two thousand and sixteen. So I was, I was a part of the school system uh, for a couple of years, for a good amount of years, um, and so when I was in the school system and then I transitioned out, um, I still had a major impact on it because uh, I worked in a, I was uh, working in the library, um, and so I still had students coming. I had new students coming from other schools, and you know I've just done so much stuff. And I just felt like, you know, the school year just began. So this is a perfect time to push out a lot of things I want to talk about concerning um, school and young adults and young people and those in college, those who, you know, COVID, you know, really struck their family hard and they haven't really considered uh, making education still a priority. Man, I have so much to talk about, and my goal is to open the pipe and just push out a lot of information, a lot of resources that I have to share. And so I'm just using this platform um, to talk about it. And as I get sponsors um, to uh, sponsor my podcast, um, I'm going to be extending and extending and broadening, um, you know, my message. So. To everybody um, who's starting back to school. And in this generation, I know right now it's 1045. Almost every child on planet Earth is on social media right now. Even, even the five, six, seven-year-olds, sad to say. Everybody's on social media right now. This right here is early bird. 1045, 1046. All those kids, they posting pics of their shoes. Um, they're posting about God knows what. Some of them are, are amateur content creators. So they probably made about five or six, seven videos. And they're, they're posting their stuff right now. Some of them, 
you know, got side hustles. Some of them, they babysitting. Some of them, they taking care of grandma, grandpa. You know, uh, uh, the world doesn't stop of their responsibilities. So um, I'm just talking from my heart. This isn't scripted. Uh, what, I, what I would say to every single person that is in school, that you are in school, right? I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, I'm going to go as low as, as middle school. I'm going to go as low as middle school. From middle school, so from sixth grade, all the way to higher learning, undergrad, college, you are a college freshman, um, even going up to a dual enrollment, if you continue in ed, um, which means you, you, you finish college, but you want to, you know, further your education and get another degree or study a new, you know, um, whatever it is that you want to study. Um, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to connect with you. I want to connect with you. I want to be able to become a resource to you. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can be, you can be, um, Chicago, California, Connecticut, DC, Georgia. You can be in, uh, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Switzerland, Australia, Japan, Korea, wherever you are, if you catch wind of this episode, I want to be able to connect with you. I want to be able to um, uh, help you get through this educational process um, because, you know, it's it, things have changed, man. Things have changed. And I don't care what what level of learning that you are. I don't care, you know, what rigor you sit under uh, anywhere in the world. Priorities have changed in the world. They've changed. COVID, COVID created the biggest wave of homelessness that probably the world has ever seen. You know, there was there were there were people being laid off every single day. And I was a teacher during that time. I was getting text messages and phone calls. I sat in Zooms where students were telling me how they had to find a way to make money or go get a job because both their parents got laid off. You know, I witnessed kids, you know, lose their parents or grandparents, or close relatives to COVID. Uh, man, I was receiving phone calls and emails every other day about students who were not be returning to class or would not be enrolled for the school year because they were caught in a domestic violence uh, situation. They were caught in a, a, a shooting um, from just, you know, they're not home, so they out in the streets, or, you know, they got to feed their family, so they out there robbing, committing crimes. Um, I had, I probably had the hugest influx of kids doing fraud and scamming. That was a big thing that people were doing, and, I mean, you can't blame them. The adults were doing it. You have people out here lying to get PPP loans, uh, you know, political corruption as usual, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, social injustice, you know, um, the rise of LGBTQ, like they, you know, taking it to, like it was, it was so much that has happened. And, you know, um, the world is not stopping because that happened and then just more things more things, metaverse, AI, um, has come into the play. Um, you know, um, sex trafficking is, is sex trafficking is a trending topic. Like it's not even a, it's not, it, it used to be something, it used to be something that, you know, it was, everybody knew it's, 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 it's part of the criminal underworld, you might see it in an article or two. It hit front page news, you know, uh, probably once or twice out of the year. But, you know, um, 
during COVID, it was exp- it was exp- you know exposed that there were full blown like slave trades, human trafficking rings. You know, um, we had the white vans going through the neighborhoods taking kids. Uh, so much has happened, and you know, one of the things that has pushed me to really, really, really want to get out into the community and 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 just 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 you know try to position myself to be a rope um and a beacon of light for a lot of families is that um young people do not know what to do about this you know uh the the family the the core family structure is about it's about one natural disaster away from just being completely eradicated like off the face of the planet. And and we live in like Mad Max type of way. Like, you know, or or what was the other one? Waterworld. Uh that's a movie from the eighties. Like it's 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 crazy that like it's 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 nonstop. Nonstop. We had the opioid crisis that was going on. Um, I think, yeah, Midwest, that was going on, you know, and now it's 2023. We got four months until the year is up. And, you know, just just think about it. You know, if you really want to know the current state of the world, you know, just turn on your cell phone. Open up one app. Matter of fact, just stare at your cell phone. Your cell phone alone lets you know where we are. The fact that it can do... It went from doing, you know, 15 things as a just regular cell phone, you know, that give you voicemail, dial-up, all that other stuff. Then um, Apple bust open the door with the touch screens and more memory and and accessory devices. And and then technology's just just, your phone can literally do any and everything. And that's that's become a good and a bad concern. You know, um, law enforcement can track you, you know, intelligence agencies can record data, can collect all your conversations. um, And that same phone can make you a millionaire overnight. If you use it right, uh, you can run a whole you can start a company with zero dollars and, you know, become a millionaire. We're in a free enterprise capitalist society. And, um, you know, some people are using that opportunity for good. Some people are using it for bad. And right now, you know, my concern is who is who are, who are talking to the young people? And don't tell me that parents are because not that many parents are. Like they're talking at them, but do they even know if their words are getting through to their children? I used to tell people all the time. Anybody can teach. Anybody can teach. Because teaching is more spiritual than anything. So anybody can teach. Because once something once something that is floating, just floating in, in the in the realm of thoughts and ideas, um once somebody grabs one hold, once somebody Let's one fall into the head because remember thoughts come in and out your mind whether you want to or not. Once somebody lets one fall, thinks enough on it, and then decides they're gonna act on it, you know, you 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 literally have a living, moving idea in progress. And the thing is, is that a lot of young people are watching. And they're watching how their parents move, how their friends move, the adults in their life, the people who got married. They're looking at that so they can understand if marriage is worth something. They're staring at relationships. They're paying attention to what people are doing with money. And they're being taught about the best practices or the most comprehensive practices on what to do with money, what to do on what to do with money, on what to do with relationships, what to do with friends, what to do with your time, what to do with your body. And some parents have not even cultivated a comprehension portal with their children. 
They're just talking at them. And they have they don't even know if what they're saying is is resonating with their kid. You know, and yeah, you might ask the question, do you understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense to you? And the kids are like, yeah, yeah. And they're going back to playing their game or talking to their friend or doing whatever craziness they're doing. But it's like, like, you know, the world is moving so fast. We don't even have time to talk about plans as a family. As a matter of fact, that's probably like a far-fetched thing. You know, and we're not even we're not even in a state we're not even in a state where like we live in the Badlands. I don't know if you guys remember that show from Netflix, Into the Badlands, one of my favorite shows of all time. We're not even in that stage in the world where like the apocalypse has happened and uh, entire um, just civilizations, commu- communities, countries have been. Um, uh, entirely segregated from like uninhabited land for whatever reason. We're not even there yet. And it's already a far-fetched idea for like the family unit to work as a unit. It's already become a far-fetched idea. Uh, young people, for the most part, the only type of conversations that they're having is, you know, is, is what can you do for me? Or like, what do I get out of doing what you tell me to do? Disobedience is at the tip of the tongue for most kids. Like, that's just where we are. Disobedience is at the tip of the tongue. It's at the tip of the finger kid of their fingertips for most kids. Like, because there's just a, a huge disconnect. Um, my wife and I were talking the other day about like, you know, like the the history of sex and marriage and and we're looking at, you know, how people are having full-blown arguments on social media about, like, is marriage worth it? You know, um, my body, my choice. And just uh, so many things, you know, going on. And young people are soaking in all this information. But guess what? You know, their computer, their God-given computer in their brain um, has a horrible processing feature because they don't even know, they don't have the wisdom to know how to filter what they're looking at. They don't have the strength of the discernment to know what I'm probably putting in me. It's not so good or it's not good at all. And so we are, we are on the cusp of relinquishing a generation that not only is going to breed a new wave of lawlessness, because there's a whole lot of lawlessness that's going on. And guess what? It's always been going on. But it's it comes in waves. Each generation comes with a new wave. This generation that's about to come, the level of lawlessness is going to be catastrophic. It, 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 it's going to be... You can almost, you can almost say that... that we're on the cusp of a Gen Z pandemic where like the manifestation of the choices of this generation is going to shut, is going to cause a shutdown of so many things. And Honor Kings and Sons um, is, um, is one of the many organizations. I'm not the only person who woke up who saw what was going on and was compelled to do something, you know, um, when it comes to families, communities, children's, when it comes to marriages, when it comes to um, the elderly, when it comes to um, what the what the world economy, what the economics of our community is going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years, and how we need to bond together with this generation to to preserve certain things. I'm not the only one who woke up and had that revelation. There's thousands of organizations. Like I, I really am I'm going to be gearing up starting in my community first, starting in my my church, starting in my house with my family, gearing up to really go out there and try and help as many lives as I can. And I'm telling you, you know, anybody who's listening to this, I'm telling you. We need to get our families back together. 
We need to get our households back together. We need to restore order because the wave of what's about to happen is going to be overwhelming. And and the amount of tears that's going to be shed will be enough to fill up a massive river. And we can prevent it. By the grace of God, we can prevent it. And with this school year, there's so many things I feel that that teachers, uh, you guys as students, um, you know, those who are who are going to to visit the schools to, you know, talk about programs, public speakers. Um, there's, there's so much that we can do. Law enforcement, there's so much that we can do to just make sure that we we don't have the chaos we've had in previous years with the heavy amount of shootings, the heavy amount of fights, drug smuggling, teenage pregnancy, um, you know, um, um, LGBTQ hate crimes, you know, and and just just so much that's going on. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do. The The, the first thing that we can do is um, we we have to go back to having community meetings. You know, we have to go back to, you know, community meetings. Uh, I know people have been arguing about it for decades. Community policing. You know, uh, we got to get the pastors back um, in the streets. We got to get the pastors back in the streets. Um, there was a time in this in the United States of America, there was a time for a very long time where all religious figures were feet to street, you know, and, um, and this is, you know, I, I could, I could, I can make this a faith-based premise. I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more talking about uh, the, the the standard and the focus point and the, and the, yeah, the standpoint that we need to make on this, you know, those who consider themselves leaders, they know they have power, they know they have influence and they believe in their heart that they're pushing, you know, the right thing. Um, it should be feet to street, you know, and listen, social media is beautiful. Obviously I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm using social media to, to spread my message, but also I have plans to be feet to street. I have plans to be out on Saturdays at community events. I have plans to be out um, doing things uh, with my local church, partnering with other churches, partnering with aftercare centers, partnering with nonprofit organizations, local business owners, developers, you know, authors, you name it, working with the whole nine to create um, uh, entities that will make our kids uh, make our kids see that they have good things that they can be a part of that could benefit them, be wholesome to them, um, help them make better decisions and prevent them from throwing away their beautiful life that has been given to them, their precious life that has been given to them. You know, um, I feel like that's what we should do. You know, um, um, I, I wish we can change the pay grade, you know, and, and take care of our teachers, take care of our nurses, our firefighters, our police officers better. But, you know, that that we all know that there's corruption, there's corruption in all of those infrastructures. And because of that, um, you know, uh, teachers, um, you know, they they don't care much about teaching. They, they let to collect a paycheck. You know, uh, they may have one or two students they care about and they'll do it for them, but not for the whole majority. You know, you got nurses that, you know, obviously they ain't trying to lose their license that they work so hard for. So they're going to take care of their patients. But, you know, it's 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 uh, it's, uh, you know, they in and they out, you know, they in and they out. 
and um, you do have some that you know you know are not on point when it comes to reporting and 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 doing what they need to do, and then you know there's a un, uh, there's an unfortunate incident, and it's like well you know that's not my problem. Some of them get away with it, some of them don't, and we can't have that. We can't have the essential jobs, the essential jobs that are the 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 core that are the core structure of, of the community, um, you know, just not being, not being respected, being taken lightly, and not being adequately paid, you know. Um, let me tell you something. If police officers were being paid what they deserve, police officers wouldn't be doing some of the stuff that you hear about, you know, in different precincts and, and, and all of that stuff, man. And so um, it boils down to money, and I'm really doing my best not to sound like John Hope Bryant. Um, shout out to John Hope Bryant with Operation Hope. Um, I will become a partner with your organization very soon, sir. So somebody, anybody who out there who hears this podcast and they, you watch this episode, yes, tell John Hope Bryant I plan to make myself a partner of his organization very soon. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just to the point where we're realizing that, you know, money and economics is what is making everybody decide to do some of the craziest things that they thought they would never do to survive. And they, they convince themselves every night that what they're doing makes sense. And they know it doesn't. And, um, the school system has just been one of the places that have if I could if I could share and I'm going to do this in stages cuz it's the first episode but if I could share the things that I saw in the school system if I could share the things that I witnessed with my own two eyes and just the mindset that the school had towards the school system had towards the kids. I'm telling you, man, I don't know how people sleep at night. I don't know how people sleep at night. And my thing is, is that if this is the attitude that we have with the people who are going to take over all of our jobs, all of the careers that have been established in the next 10, 20 years, you know, we deserve what they're going to do to us, or we deserve what's coming our way as a result of their improper, their incapable, incapable, their insufficient, their, their inadequate, um, development, um, from us from our carelessness, from our recklessness, from our nonchalant, just focus on me attitude as adults, as the the leaders of our generation, the whole nine. We deserve every bit of what's coming to us because we we dropped the ball. Um, you know, I, I did I've done my research over the years, especially becoming an educator. And let me tell you something. Um I've heard many people um, at board meetings that I watch online, I've heard many people from city hall, uh, protests from other states, um, people in my city, myself, we all say the same thing. Education went out the window a long time ago, ever since they let private companies get involved with the school system. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. I bet you right now, if you go to any middle school or high school in the United States of America to check and see if their textbook is is up to date. It's not. Um, in some cases, it's 7 to 10 years old, which means 90% of all the information is outdated. It's not relevant. Um, obviously, because of COVID, most of school right now is, is, is online, is digital. Uh, first, you just had programs like iReady, 
Um, I don't know. If, I think iReady is just a Florida program that's big in Florida. I don't. I don't know per se. But um, before you just had like maybe a couple programs like iReady. That was like that was it, and then the rest of the class, traditional textbook, pen and paper, everything. But you see now, hmm. Probably eighty to ninety percent of a school curriculum is found online. There is no physical textbook. If I were to tell you what teachers, instructors, department heads, principals have said concerning textbooks, you'd be like, what? And I'm not in the school system anymore, so I could technically say it, but like I say, I'm giving this in stages. Let me tell you, man, they don't care. They do not care. America is one of the only places in the world that has, for every public school, I would say for every public school, there's probably four to five alternative schools. For every... Oh my God. I, I, I would say for, for, for every public charter school, there's probably 15 to 20 private schools that exist. So... There's been this thing for a long time that if you can't cut it in public school or you can't you can't complete your education, you know, like you find a little hole in the wall school, they'll take you because they need the enrollment. They need that check uh, to be signed. They give you some bogus scholarship. You finish your classes and then you take some quasi exam that is not equated to any standardized any real standardized test and then somehow some way somehow you find yourself in a college and that's it and it's like this is ridiculous where is critical thinking where is where is just having room for the brain to develop, you know, I mean, like I say, I, 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 I'm doing my best to give this in bits and pieces. I, I, when I was in the school system, I got, I was exposed to, um, to, uh, the medication. Whew. I think that, I think, I think that alone, I think that alone it's more horf is just as horrifying as as your as the worst horror film ever made in existence the the plan the structure and the profit that companies institutions make off of giving medication to grade school children and and you know i did some research a while back and apparently this goes back all the way to like i would say the late 50s going into the 60s more so the 60s because that is a time where experiments were being exposed uh with the united states government um uh tampering and getting into mind uh mind control um drug research and that's a whole that's a whole nother thing, like I say, bits and pieces. So long story short, um bring it up to 2023 and yeah, you got kids. Listen, man, any kid who gets arrested from doing Xanax or selling pills, um, if that kid if that kid is on medication I would say, I would say, um, he should not have to go to jail. Uh, the, those drugs should be confiscated and he himself, um, instead of going to jail, uh, should be put in rehab and 
and anybody else that is in the same boat. Because a lot of these kids that's out here uh, selling drugs in the streets today, they're on medication. Or it's documented that they have medication and they don't take it. And some of them been on it since they was a little kid when they were diagnosed with ADHD and all that craziness. And let me tell you something. It's drug dealers in the streets and it's drug dealers in government buildings. And I just feel like from what I've seen, like it's like picking two of the lesser evils. And it's it's like how do you address that? You have a kid going to school, he's taking medicine that is destroying his neurosystems, his brain waves. Uh, eating away at his immune system, completely eradicating his endocrine system. Well, endocrine. I want to make sure I don't butcher that word. I mess up a lot on that word. And he's, you know, he's taking these medications. He's trying to pay attention to school. He sleep most of the day. And um, at night, he in the streets. And trust me, it's 2023. Uh, there's no longer just black folks running the streets. I mean, that's just, that's just some, that would be some old time racist hick um, uh, behavior to think that it's just black kids. When you're in the school system, everybody doing illegal activity. The, the, the white kid who you wouldn't think is involved in nothing and whether he's a preppy kid, a jockster, or he's a nerd, man, all of them got their hands in it. All of them. I done seen it with my own two eyes. So what am I saying? I'm saying that like there's just so much going on. Good God Almighty, there's so much going on in our schools today uh if i could man <laughs> i'm telling you i'm giving y'all bits and pieces i'm giving y'all bits and pieces because if i just if i unload mm, but um yeah man i just i just feel like I just feel like overall, like, our generation of young people, they need their kingdom passed down to them. They need somebody to help them find their kingdom um, so it can be passed down to them. They need to find a person that's supposed to hand it over to them so that we can stop this wave, this horrific onslaught that's about to hit us soon of lawlessness from this generation. Um, My platform, along with many others, um, I just pray that we stay consistent and we really, really, really uh, dig deep into our communities and help preserve our communities. You know, um, there's so much things we need. Uh, We need financial literacy, Number one, let me start with a thumb. Number one, we need financial literacy. Financial literacy, I'm 32 years old. I would do an episode and tell you my story with financial literacy. And it just represents one of the, one of the many millions of stories that's out there. My story of financial literacy Thank God that a turnaround took place. And um, and uh, I'm going in a different direction with my family. But we need financial literacy, number one. Number two, um, we, need, we need character development. We need emotional intelligence. Um, we need uh, spirituality. Um, effective communication, 
Uh, the five needs of man that I always talk about. Security, belonging, acceptance, purpose, destiny. Um, you know, we, we, we need these things to, to, to come back into our communities. Um, uh, we need, we need self-defense. The United States of America is the only continent, country, uh, it's the only place in the world where self-defense is not a part of your educational process. It's not a part of your upbringing. It's, it's, it's optional. You can go out there and pay for it if you'd like to. And, um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, we, we got a lot of work to do. We as a people, we as a community, we got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, the school year, uh, I, well, before the school year, um, I had the opportunity to uh, work with uh, some young people from the community um, when I was in the library. So for those of you uh, who don't know, uh, I worked at the Homestead Cyberium, which is uh, the new library in Homestead, the one that they used to have off Campbell Drive. Um, you know, they, they closed that one down, and then they built... Uh, the new library at where the old police station used to be. They took that building and they, they put the Homestead Librarium there. Um, it opened February uh, of 2020. It had to close the following month because of COVID. And then once it reopened, you know, that's when it started to get a huge influx of people. And I was there from April of 2022 to literally this month, um, I resigned from uh, working there after a year and four months to pursue this, which is my podcast, uh, to reinstate my clothing brand. Um, I'm wearing one of my hats that I designed from back when I started. Uh, this hoodie is not mine. Shout out to Tevin Stooks uh, with his clothing brand, Eternal Mindset. I've been rocking his hoodie for about about five years now, about four or five years now. Um, I love this hoodie. I pretty much wear it like everywhere. I got to get more hoodies uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, like literally um, I, I started you know, my podcast and my podcast had already existed, but like, obviously it wasn't consistent. Like I'm making it now. And, um, you know, um, the way I've developed it now to be on multiple platforms, it wasn't like that before. And so while I was, um, at the library, I was a teen and young adult specialist. Um, I helped, you know, I will not helped, um, essentially, I worked with a lot of young people from the community who came there either through a field trip, uh, just a random visit, uh, an event that we had. I interacted with them. I did my best to create programs I thought they would like. Um, and then I just brought in different organizations. I, I tried to bring in a lot of the black and brown demographic from the city of Homestead. Great and awesome time. Great staff. Uh, great co-workers, um, shout out to them all, you know, um, they really impacted my life in a great way, the best that, the best co-workers I ever had in my entire life, like, best job I ever had in my entire life, and, you know, I can easily say it, um, I, I was making less than I was when I was a school teacher, but what I got out of that job, <laughs> Money can never pay me. The resources, the connections, the knowledge, the grace, the favor that I got from that job. Trust me, no amount of money could have could have could have given me that. Um, and so I'm very thankful. 
But like I said, I had the opportunity to work with some interns. Um, the first, the first summer uh, reading program because we have there's a summer reading program that the library does every summer. And the first one, the group of interns, we had great interns. You know, um, I haven't reached out to my intern in a couple of months. I'm going to shoot him a text. But um, he was a senior this year, and he was working on taking his SATs um, last school year. So uh, he can get into college, so I have to, I have to reach out to him. Um, and then this year, we had some new ones, uh, younger ones, only one of them. No, two of them were seniors. The others were in lower classes. And um, big difference uh, between the two. Um, and there were some things, and like I say, I'm not going to throw it all out now. Um, gradually, there were some things that I noticed between both groups of interns. Uh, like last year, the interns that we had, uh, when we checked their backgrounds, you know, uh, some of them, um, they came from middle-class families or most of them came from middle-class families, but they all went to high-end schools. When I say high-end, big reputation, high graduating class rate, um, you know, just one of those schools that like you graduate from that school, you know, um, that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment alone. And then, of course, if you get into a good college from that school, that's already saying big things about you. And I noticed their demeanor. I noticed their behavior patterns. I noticed their temperament, their enthusiasm, their level of fear, you know, their level of willingness, um, their level of humility. Um, it was just, it was smooth, you know. Um, there was only one intern that we had. Uh, he was rough around the edges. And, uh, you know, I, I personally said to myself, I'm like, I wonder who or what is in his life that has affected his life that makes him feel like he has to behave the way he behaves for attention. Um, and, um, uh, he, I don't remember what school he went to. I think he did go to one of the good schools. And he had that perfect complex that you see in the movies as like that, 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 that kid who does things for attention. And they don't need to. So he was only the one. But then this batch that we got this year, um, I kind of saw that in all of them. Even though all of them went to you know, decent, prominent schools, you know, that have a good reputation. And then I interviewed all of them. Like, I conducted a full-scale interview during the internship while I was getting ready to exit out. And I saw a huge difference. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was connected to their their productivity was was relatively the same I'll be honest of the first group but what was different was what they were focused on or the reason behind why they were doing what they were doing uh, when I asked them you know when I said the term financial literacy to them only one of them knew what I was talking about but when I and when I interviewed that individual it was surf it was it was literally basic level like when i started introducing certain things about financial literacy to her she was like oh like i didn't know it was that deep i'm like yes it's that deep and when i started to have those intimate talks with them i started to realize their their foundation is very rocky they're, they're unstable in so many ways. And then they're being introduced to so many things in the world. And then we don't even know what's going to be trending this school year. You know, like I'm 32 years old. I knew when I was 16 in high school, the amount of trends that was coming in and out of, of the average high school was tremendous. 
And I know and I knew the average 32 year old had no idea back then. So now I'm 32. I probably have 30 percent knowledge of what's really trending in like the teenage realm right now. Probably 30 percent because I'm I, I'm young at heart and I'm constantly on social media. I'm constantly around young people. So I do get wind of things. But to know everything that's going on, no. I know that for sure. And so I got that little smidgen. And the teacher would, would come out of me all the time around them. But, you know, they were they, they loved it because of how I understand teaching. And let me tell you something. I was, when I was done with the internship, I was two seconds away from going back to the school system. Knowing the toxic relationship that exists between a teacher who cares and a student who is in limbo. That is, it's, that, that relationship is 10 times more toxic than a, a, a woman or a man who's in a relationship that is draining the life out of them. It's 10 times worse on any given day, 10 times worse. So I was like, oh God, it's like that Batman complex. You're just like, why can't the world just fix itself? But it has to be me, it has to be me to fix it. That, that kind of was what it was. And um, let me tell you something like, I was so close. I was so close. But then I said to myself, what good am I going to do? Because most likely the school I go to, the principal's going to try to control me. That's for sure. The principal is not going to allow any creative freedom of any kind, especially if it's a charter school and it's corporate. And the principal has a corporate mindset. Or the principal is carrying out a corporate order from the private owners. It's, it's just... It's just not going to happen. And I've grown so much in my career when I was a teacher and perfected my ability to capture an audience, present a subject, impact a classroom, impact a, a school community, have influence over the school spirit of a, of a learning institution. I've crafted that so well that I was like, I know I would end up going to war with the principal. And for what? You know, because, like, at the end of the day, you know, um, the the school system just doesn't have that backing like it used to. Where where if a teacher really put his, the, he, he or she's life on the line for justice, for education, you saw some type of, you know, overturning or overruling. You know, and and I was like, I was like, you got to be smart. You know, Mr. Clark, you know, he he was born for Eastside High during that time in the world, in the inner city. It's different now, you know, um, maybe a Mr. Clark here or there is good for the school system. But we need, we need, uh, hmm. Oh my God, there was a guy. Oh my God, I can't think of his name right now. If I think of his name, I'm going to put it in the description to this video. There was a guy that I used to follow on TikTok. He was big on advocating for education, and his videos were pretty funny too. Um, we need guys like that. We need people, we need, we need the pastors to stand up. You know, we need the religious figures to stand up. We need, we need the community activists, the public speakers, you know, to join in arms. It can't just be one, one rally before and after Black History Month or, or, or before and after, um, Hispanic Heritage Month. It has to be something that's continual. You know, we have to bring economics into, you know, the learning environment. And guess what? If we can't bring it into the learning environment that's at school, we got to bring it home, you know. 
if if you if if every family if every parent was taught how to take five hundred dollars with um or, or not even five hundred dollars if every parent was taught how to take a hundred dollars and 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 break it down what their kids can do with a hundred dollars a piece you know a compound interest long-term investment forever stock um uh you know all these different little things that you can do um with with that money and different like ideas and plans and starting companies and businesses and and things like that if every family had that model i'm telling you crime would be like 0.2 percent crime would literally just be people who just have made the decision i just want to ruin lives i'm making that decision to just go out there and ruin somebody's life or ruin somebody's day or put somebody in harm's way. That's what crime would be. Like legit. Um, because most people, you know, break the law or do harmful things because of lack. They're manifesting lack. So that they're just trying to fill it. And I just feel like this is where we gotta go with this. This is where we gotta go with this. We gotta have we can have a we can have a, a Joe Clark in the school system, but he needs help. That Joe Clark gonna need help. He gonna need some money. He gonna need some security, and 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 he's gonna need some. He's gonna need some some teachers who are gonna stand with him. You know, it's 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 crazy out here, man. Um, but like I said, I, I'm only giving snippets. Um, it's the first day of school. Uh, it's 11.42 right now. So we got 18 minutes. Well, no, it's 11.43. So we have 17 minutes until we go into day two. So I'm putting this episode out. We're on Uncut tonight. Um, I'm going to drop hashtags. I'm going to be putting clips on all my other social media platforms I want people to tune in. Um, I This literally is like a public service announcement. I interrupted all my other scheduled posts uh, to drop this one because um, I want people to know that my objective with Honor Kings and Sons LLC is to, is to create this. And if you are a person, you have a nonprofit, you have a local business, you're an activist, you're an author... Uh, entrepreneur, you know, um, in my city, Homestead, Florida, or uh, Miami-Dade County, South Florida, you know, the state of Florida, um, or anywhere, anywhere this podcast travels, anywhere this clip travels, if you are down to come together and put together something to help the well-being and the future of our young people and the next generation, you know, let's make it happen. Let's partner so that um, we can do something, you know, monumental and life-changing for every family of this generation because they need it. They need it. They need it. They need it. We need it because they're going to take care of us. Let me tell you something. There's nothing worse than being on your, on your, your bedridden, 75, 80, 90 years old, and you know maybe maybe you your 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 maybe your family you know got a home care for you or maybe you know your family had no choice but to put you in a nursing home or whatever the case may be and then the nurse that walks in to take care of you is a young kid you mistreated <laughs> i feel for you only God can have mercy on you in that moment. Only God can have mercy on you in that moment. Or or when you go to cash a check, you go to cash your retirement fund and the 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 the, the receptionist, the cashier is that kid you didn't help. Or when you go to get something to eat and the cook leans over and says, Is that oh that's that's him, that's her? 
stoop and spend your food. Like, like we 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 gotta understand, and and we and we should never do something to prevent, you know, for people doing something bad to us. We we should do it because it's the right thing. But it's like, how much more, man? Look at what's going on. I haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. I I got, I got, trust me, I got stuff to talk about for days. Trust me. Trust me. Especially on this. So every educator out there, every tutor, every counselor, every principal, sister principal, every dean of students, every adjunct professor, every um, public speaker, every lecturer, Every anybody who's involved in 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 some type of uh, setting that revolves you, you know, teaching or impacting or informing, uh, you know, citizens between the ages of thirteen to thirty-five. I'm calling on you to step up and step out, and let's let's be about let's be about change. Let's be about helping our community. Let's be about, you know, let's be about, let's be about leaving an impact, you know. And most of all, let's honor our kings and honor our sons. Let's do that. And this is wifey calling, so that's my time to bounce. Let me see. Hello? Okay. Yeah, I answered the phone in the middle of a recording, so I'm. No, no, it. Come on, now, it's fine. <laughs> kind of, sorta. He he cried a little bit, and then he went back to sleep. Oh, that was what. Hmm. What, 8.30? A little bit before 8.30? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been moving around. He, I just heard him. He's moving around again. Okay. Nah, I was caught up in posting. Yeah. It's all good. I'll catch it. I'll catch it on the rebound. All right. All right, y'all. On the Kings and Sons TV. See y'all on the next episode. Y'all be blessed. Peace.